Descent Times. I'm Matthew. And I'm Catherine. On today's episode, we're going to recap our 2020 and look forward to 2021. How are you, Matthew? I am great. How are you? Good. Glad to be recording with you again. What have you been up to today? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Um, I rode down to Charleston, South Carolina today and did a little bit of shopping and I picked up a piece of artwork from a friend of mine that I had bought um, kind of a while back and just wanted to finally get that from him. So yeah. Nice. How about you? What have you been doing? (laughs) Sleeping. I had a long week last week of like eight days in a row and so I've just taken full advantage and have been relaxing, laying in bed with cats mostly. Nice. (laughs) A little bit self-indulgent, but what can you do? (laughs) Catch up on the sleep while you can. So unfortunately our bodies won't bank sleep. So you're. It's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. So (laughs) I wish it would make my life a lot easier. So we wanted to talk about our year in review of 2020 and kind of look forward to what we're we're looking at for the upcoming year. So why don't we start with some of your highlights of 2020 pen-wise? Um, so I have a few here. Um, I got a bunch of sailors and stuff throughout the year, and, you know, those are all great, and some of those are some of my very favorite pens. But I think the real standout pins for me this year, um, were my Mont Blanc little prints. Um, that's probably my favorite pen that I got or one of my, it's one of my favorite pens that I got this year, but it's maybe, it's probably in my top five pens that I own. Um, it's got a really good nib on it. And I just think I love that story and I love this pen. It's blue. It's got some cool, engravings on the cap and it's got some cool language around the the finny the cap finial so i really like this pen a lot um i think it's i think it's a great pen so i have that one that was a surprise for me that that was such a favorite for you yeah it's just i like the 146 size and i think this is just a nice sort of a nice iteration of that 146 size i'm also a huge sucker for the kind of dark yellow star on the clip i thought it was a I just think um, Mont Blanc does a really good job with a lot of their limited editions, and this one is mm-hmm. especially nice with the nib engraving. It's just a all in all. It's just I think it's a really cool pen. So uh, awesome. the other one, is, one of my other ones, is my Sean Newton Prospector that was has a Rushi from Jonathan with the three different kinds of abalone on it. Um, you know, obvious for obvious reasons, it's a Rushi. It's Jonathan. It's it's um, Sean. Just a lot to love there. And then I put in a Franklin Christoph 14 karat double broad nib um, that I was lucky enough oh, I forgot to you did that. <laughs> procure from them. So that's kind of cool. Um, this pen ticks a lot of boxes for me. Um, I like the Prospector in general. I like the fact that it's got some rod in and it's really well done. It sort of has this like moon phase motif about it. Uh, it's black over blue. Um, blue is my favorite color. So just a lot to love there. That's crazy that that was this year. Or I mean, that was in 2020. Like it wasn't that no. long ago we, that you got that pen. Nope, it really wasn't. It's, uh, so yeah, so this one was a, was a, is definitely a favorite. Um, mm-hmm. One of my sort of surprising favorites from the year is my 
custom 823 that I got from um, CY uh, Tokyo Station Pens, for those of you following along on the socials. I bought this uh, clear 823 from him and had him grind it to a Naganata from a broad pilot nib, and then he did this... It's sort of ruthenium. Um, it's really more of like a bronze kind of color. The ruthenium has sort of actually already started to patina and hmm. fade a little bit. And like the gold is sort of showing through. So it's kind of got this bronze look to it. That's um, cool. That's kind of neat. It's got, yeah, it's just sort of patina. It looks a little bit like really antique silver more so than ruthenium. So that one's kind of cool. The... Um, Nakaya hairline, the na, Nakai hairline with a broad nib, um, is an excellent pen. It's one that I got this year. And th- actually this pen might be my favorite pen that I own. It's really? Like, I really, I like the nib. I like the hairline finish. I like that. It's just understated, subtle, matte black. Huh. Um, it I is like very you matte black, all the things. Yeah, and then the last pen that I got this year was um, this Nakaya Decapod in orange, and I really, really like it a lot. Um, I think I think this one would have slid into my number one spot had it been uh, something other than a fine nib. Um, I, I do like the fine nib that's on this, but it... It, it's not my favorite pen because it's not my favorite nib, and I think it has to be both. So, And that's a new um, pen that you haven't talked about yet on the podcast. Do you want to talk about it a little? Yeah, so this is a pen that is probably about 10 years old or so, and it's a uh, – it's I don't know the – A ratio, I think. Yeah, a ratio, A-R-A-I-S-H-U. Uh, so it is – bright orange over mm-hmm. black and it's the decapod so it's the 10 facets um it's clipless it is bright orange and black bright orange and yeah bright orange and black and then it's got a uh, a gold colored nakaya nib uh it's fine it's, it's a hard fine but it's got the old nak- nakata engraving which i think is kind of cool n-a-k-a-t-a yeah, that's a pen neither of us even knew existed. And when it came across our paths, it was a must-acquire situation. <laughs> it was an instant buy. So yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's a neat pen. The facets on it are really beautiful. Um, they're much more pronounced than they even sort of look in pictures. So really mm-hmm. a cool pen. Um, definitely in my top five for sure. But. Um, yeah, like I said, if it had a if it had a different nib on it, it it would it would probably be my all time favorite pen. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's really nice. It's a great pen. So so yeah, so those are kind of like my top five purchases from twenty twenty. Um, you know, runner ups would be a couple of sailors probably. Your Aurora. But, uh, yeah, maybe the Aurora. Either one of them the orange one or the black one. I think my the, the pen that I use the most is my orange Aurora uh, Optima. So, yeah. But, but yeah, so how about you? You have a top five from 2020? I mean, sure. I think it's just really remarkable what your collection has done this year. For us both, this was the year that we got – well, 
I had a one Nakaya from 2019, but this year is the year I got the bulk of my Nakayas. And you and I both really delved into Urushi pens a lot more than we had before. We both got our first Bocamundas this year. It's been like a pretty heavy Urushi year for us, I feel like, which I love. And I think that's going to really carry me into the, this next year. But I, I think my top pens probably would have to be my Nakayas in in group. I can't like single them out because I've gotten some really beautiful Nakayas, but maybe my favorite would be the Piccolo Nagoro in the Toki Iro. So it's like a pink color and it's the Piccolo, which is the smaller pen with the cracks in it in the finish. Mm-hmm. I love that pen. I do not love the nib. It's a soft medium that's ground to a cursive italic, but I've come to accept it and meet it where it's at, and it's in my rotation right now, and I've been writing with it. It's just I have to underwrite with it instead of sidewrite, so it's not as comfortable for me, but I really do love that pen, and all of my new Nakayas from this year are definitely in my top. I would say um, one of my other favorites of the year was my Sailor Pro Gear that was sent to Hiroko at Bocamundo, and she did this sort of gradient effect, like mosaic pattern on the body. Um, I do, I think I'm going to switch the nib out for something more, um, my speed. I think I'm going to put a medium in it. It currently has that fine nib in it, and I just don't reach for it as much just because it is a fine, you and I are both in that, in that, uh, same vein about fine nibs. And I really love that pen. I, I also really found the Platinum Sheehan to be a surprise for me in how much I loved it. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I really love the Platinum nibs, both the Nakaya and the Platinum nibs. And so that purple faceted clear pen, you know, it's like translucent or whatever. It is it is so good. Yeah. I, I have used it nonstop. I keep inking it with... Um, June Bride Something Blue, that ink that you got for me when you did the Sailor Ink show. Right. I love that. And then for me, probably would say my, one of my Rialos, either the, what is it, Chaska, Chaska, it's like a pale blue color Riallo, or the YY Pen Club one in green. Those Riallos, the one that came from CY and the one that came directly from YY Pen Club, those are awesome for me. I've, I've found myself really enjoying the the Sailor Riallos. I don't know why, but I just enjoy them a lot more than most pens. And probably my Mont Blanc Agatha Christie. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I think I need to have... I think I need to have Mark look at the nib and maybe like tune it up for me a little bit because it's not a a hundred percent my favorite writing nib, but it still is delightful. But just the whole pen as a whole and taking it in totality, I've been really enjoying it. It sure. never leaves my house, but I keep it in my bedside table and I write in my um, journal a lot. Big things for me this year too have been journaling. I started journaling when we first went into lockdown and the state of emergency and that's been really helpful for me and also this podcast can you believe we started this in 2020 oh yeah we did didn't we yeah interesting 
I'm glad we did it. Yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been really fun. And we've like gotten some cool opportunities along the way with it. And yeah, it's been been kind of a cool been kind of a cool journey with the podcast. Podcasting's new to me, so Yeah. Definitely a little bit of a learning experience for me. So I'm looking forward to expanding our interviews into twenty twenty one with the podcast too. Yeah, we've got a big old long list of people we want to talk to. So <laughs> stay tuned. What about some like personal highlights for you for 2020? I mean, other than buying three cars <laughs> and finally settling on one. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, not. I got a little bit of a promotion at work this year. They kind of bumped me up into a little bit of a management role. Um, that was kind of cool. Um, that's been, I've been at my current job for almost five years. So finally kind of taking those next steps and, and getting bumped up. Uh, we hired a new employee in our department. And so he kind of is falling under my direction. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, no, I, uh, it was kind of a quiet year for me. I mean, I got a few, you know, a few pens and we did the podcast and stuff. But for me, it's been, been a little bit quiet. So. You did also create a very beloved Retro 51 this year. Yeah, I keep forgetting that that was this year. Feels <laughs> longer ago. Feels longer ago that we did it. So, Isn't yeah, that, 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 wild? I mean, that was It feels like it was like years ago. Yeah, that was definitely a uh, definitely a highlight, so I really enjoyed all of the different times we road tripped to see each other. Yeah, that I was really fun. really enjoyed that. Especially since traveling was so limited, we just made our own fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that was cool. So saw a lot of outside. Any, <laughs> any any big personal uh, personal things for twenty twenty that stand out? I mean, out? my my most like standout stuff was just all of the chances I got to work with you, making this podcast, road tripping to see each other, you know, getting to see the ocean in Charleston and adventuring around um, various places when we got to see each other was always nice. Adventuring in my own city with you is always great. Um, Really taking advantage of the outdoors as much as possible because of obviously everything that was going on in 2020 was good. And for me, like, I bought a new car, too, so I need to drive it to South Carolina, I guess, to try it out, right? Yeah, break it in. Get some highway miles on it. (laughs) I'm sure she wouldn't mind. She's got the, like, adaptive cruise control or whatever. Yeah, you just set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. If only it would drive itself, too. (laughs) I know. I'm surprised you didn't buy a self-driving car. That would be a Tesla, and it was, like, $2,000 a month to get one. Because I wanted the SUV, and that just felt yeah. like nobody – I can't afford that. <laughs> and I, I think for me, like, one of my biggest highlights was just that my health remained intact. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it yeah. mm-hmm. for me was very, like, much a concern throughout the whole year that just be given my, you know, high risk and exposure. I'd say, yeah, because, I mean, you were literally in the middle of covid um, so all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really glad that like I was able to stay healthy and also 
get my vaccine part one at least in 2020. So, you know, on this continued path towards maybe some more normalcy in the next year, who knows? (laughs) But I think that was definitely like a big highlight for me. You were actually here when I got it. And you were annoyed because I wouldn't stop talking about it. So sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm just a little bit over the whole COVID thing. Like, I know that's probably very, like, entitled of me to say because so many people are dealing with it on a daily basis. But I'm kind of, like, hit my limit on the COVID stuff. So I know. I have, too, but I have no choice but to deal with it anyway. So I was really glad for that. I don't know. Like, personally... Despite being in the healthcare field during the middle of a pandemic, I think I had a good year overall. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I was talking to a coworker about this and I keep seeing, I kept seeing all this stuff that was like, you know, by 2020 or um, see you later 2020, can't wait for 21. And I, I mean... You know, I know 2020 was challenging for everyone in a lot of different ways, and it was stressful for different people in different ways. And I don't know, like part of my 2021 philosophy or goals or whatever is just to sort of try to find the good in stuff. And so looking back at 2020, I think that as rough as it may have been or as rough as it may have seemed to have been I, th- I just think there's so much to be thankful for and so much mm-hmm. positivity to find in it and I'm just not going to dwell on the fact that 2020 was a little bit terrible and um right. I don't know like I just think uh all things considered I it wasn't that bad so I mean obviously huge numbers of people died there was tons of injustice and you know, terrible things that happened, but I'm just trying to like look at the best and not dwell on the the crap and the same as you. So, I mean, I think that we both did okay last year. Yeah. And I did have COVID, which was interesting. So (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, it's rough, but you know, very sorry that you got sick. I'm really glad that you guys were okay. Yeah. You're fine. I think uh, I was more put out by the fact that I was stuck in the house with a tiny human for 17, 18 days. Right. Whatever it, whatever it ended up being. And a, and a whiny one at that because she didn't feel good. No, she didn't feel good. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think 2021 uh, is going to continue on. I mean, the the calendar changed, but I think life in general will remain largely the same, at least through the first half of it. So we'll, we'll see where we go. We'll see where we get. Did you have any stationary favorites last year, like inks or papers or anything that you really loved? Um, I mean, not, no, I mean, I, you know, Tomoe River, the, I guess the old formulation of Tomoe River will kind of always be my favorite. Um, I did manage to get a um, a Hobonichi for 2021, which I guess I can start using today, officially. So hey, break that baby in. It's actually right. Yeah. Which one did you get? I got the Techo Cousin, the big one. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Like one page per day layout, which um, works really well for me because I don't. 
have something to write every day. Uh, so yeah. typically what I do is like if, you know, say like I have a meeting on a Friday and I haven't written anything on Wednesday or Thursday, I can go backwards and take notes on those blank pages um, and sort of utilize those pages. Um, and then just I just usually make a note on that day, like look at the previous two days for meeting notes or whatever. And then having the... I think having a notebook with dates in it is really handy for me um, because mm -hmm. I tend to jot down meeting notes and I don't take that many notes during meetings, um, but I will jot down notes. And so in a regular notebook, I might jot down like, oh, we need to have this ad done or we need to have this video done by like April 1st. But then I never like translate that to a calendar. So if I'm in a meeting and I say like, oh, I need to have this done by April 1st, I can flip over to April 1st and be like, you know, this ad is due today. And then I always flip back like a couple of days ahead of that and write like, hey, like this ad is due on the 1st, you know, so I can set some reminders um, mm -hmm. in my handwritten planner, uh, which really helps me out a lot. And so getting in that habit. I've used Hobonichi's in the past. I didn't have one for 2020, um, but I had one for 19 and 18 and it really works well for me. Um, because I can, it has the sort of week at a glance in the beginning. It's got like the month at a glance in the beginning, and then it's got the one, um, page per day, um, at the end. And so I think that works really, really well for me because I can put big stuff if I'm mm -hmm. traveling or out of town or have a you know, trip that I'm going on, I can put that in the month at a glance. Um, if I'm going to be doing something for a full day, uh, I can put that in the week at a glance in the beginning. Um, and then I can do the day by day in the back of the book. And that I get in the habit of looking at my planner every morning when I get to work to see like, oh, what's on my list. And the pages for anybody that doesn't have one of these or isn't familiar with these, the pages have like little dots up in the like left hand side underneath the date. Um, mm -hmm. And it shows you like 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 0, 3. It's interesting that it's, um, and so it's like two dots, then six, two dots, then nine. So it's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So it's broken down by hour, but it starts the day at 4 a.m. and ends it at um, 4 a.m. So it goes from 4 to 4. Instead huh. of like midnight to midnight, which I think is sort of interesting. And, but the, you know, so it, you can break stuff down like by the hour, like, oh, I'm going to do this thing at 6 a.m. or I'm going to do this thing at noon. But I never really use that. So I usually use that space. Um, it's got like five little check boxes at the top for like a to do. So I just mm -hmm. typically like somewhere along the top there, I write down like my to do. And then things that I get done, I just like either highlight through them or scratch through them. And then things that I don't get done, I just rewrite them the next day and then try to knock them out. And then if I don't get, you know, certain things knocked out and then I just add stuff to the bottom of the list as I get stuff added to, and then I just transfer that from day to day to day. So, mm. um, and then anything with hard dates, they get noted in here. So I'm looking forward to picking the twenty the Hobonichi back up in twenty twenty one. I sort of missed it for twenty twenty and yeah. it kind of bit me in the ass a couple times because I'm not good at remembering stuff. So I uh I'm really bad with lists and everything, but 
I was not organized this year. So I'm, I have some ideas about what I'm going to work on in terms of organization in 2021. I just wanted to mention like Masubi has been a huge staple for me this year. I know I've talked about it a whole bunch, but it really has been. And I was looking at my notebook that I've been using for journaling through the pandemic and it has been really well loved and really important to me and like a big part of my day-to-day so I just want to like shout out to Daryl for making beautiful notebooks that make me excited to write in them which is something I had never really had before He's totally spoiled me, and I'm totally screwed in that regard. Although, I did pick up the new Cosmo notebooks. It's using the Cosmo Airlight and their notebooks. I got them from Shagir Inc., so I'll be looking forward to trying that as just, like, a beat-around notebook when I need a new, like, notebook. But Masubi was a big thing for me, and then Tactile Turn. I really want to shout out to those guys as well. Um, My collection of Tactile Turns exploded not quite as much as yours did, Yours is a pretty good collection. <laughs> yeah, and I've got some one-offs and stuff in there that are real cool. So I have, you have some beautiful I tactile turns. <laughs> think six or seven of the bolt action and like five of the side click. I'm actually carrying a side click today. I have the standard, um, the standard titanium side click with an Odo flash dry. So that's my that's, awesome. that's been in my pocket today. Um, yeah. I've, Tactile turn, man. Those guys. They're fantastic. They don't make a bad pen. No. And and they make fountain pens, and I have a fountain pen of theirs. It's just, to me, their standouts are their standard pens. I use, I use my fountain pen from them, too. It's just, I am... I don't think I would have made it through without my my copper tactile turn that I've talked about a million times. I'm, like, holding it right now and looking at, like... I have dropped it on the floor at the hospital, like so many times and it only has like a couple tiny dings that you can only tell if you look closely like this thing is rugged and it looks better with dings anyway <laughs> yeah it looks like i've loved it but i swear it's just like fallen out like i've just like missed my pocket completely and basically thrown it on the floor like repeatedly and it's been like a huge part of my year and like i somehow feel like when we're through all of this and i can go back to like not being basically like crazy sterile all the time I'm still gonna use it I just really love it and it's really held up well to hospital use so that was a big highlight for me and like something that I really loved about 2020 I mean I I carry I carry a standard pen of some sort every single day uh, just because at work for me sometimes I have to write stuff on my hand or like jot something down on a piece of paper like up against a wall or a door frame or whatever write on your hand um uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. I do that too. Do you write on the inside of your hand or the back of your hand? Inside. <laughs> so I but yeah, so I always carry um I always carry a standard pen and, and typically it's a tactile turn. Um sometimes it's Kara's customs, but or I that lost little shown you have. Yeah, I'll carry the shown sometimes. The, the problem with the shown is it I, you can't use it one handed. If you can't, kind of can, but you really need two hands to use the shown. And I think that kind of prevents me from using it a lot. So for me, mm-hmm. it's the it's the tactile turn. And sometimes the sometimes the retract from Kara's Customs, but I lost my last retract a few months ago. So, 
I believe it fell out of my pocket somewhere, maybe at a restaurant or something, and it's the gown. It's a very long gown. That sucks. Um, Yeah. Well, before we move on to our thoughts about 2021, would you like to read the ad from our sponsor? Yeah, so that was, uh, we got a sponsor for the podcast this year, and uh, that's from OAX Coffee. So... Uh, OAX Coffee is Oaxacan specialty coffee by a pen enthusiast and coffee roaster living in Oaxaca, Mexico. They have relationships with small farmers in the different microclimates of Oaxaca. They offer delivery to the USA and Canada. And as they are an official sponsor, we are able to offer a 15% discount code for listeners um, by entering the code BENTTIMES15 to get you 15% off your order at oaxcoffee.com. So thank you to OAX Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. Their coffee is absolutely incredible. Um, I am new to coffee. That was something in 2020 for me. I've never been much of like a coffee connoisseur. And I was um, introduced to OAX Coffee. And from the first time I tasted their coffee, I was absolutely hooked. My favorite is their uh, Dia de los Muertos coffee. Um, their Day of the Dead coffee is phenomenal. And then they have a dark roast that I really, really like quite a bit. Um, and they also just released new coffee mugs, which were um, which are made by hand in Oaxaca, Mexico, out of this really pretty sort of speckled ceramic. Um, so... Definitely check them out um, at OAX Coffee on Instagram and or Facebook and at OAXCoffee.com. And don't forget Bentine's 15 for 15% off your order. I really love them too because their roasts are always kind of changing. So what has been historically my favorite is currently not available on their site. But um, there's one of their new roasts, which is Cherry Danish Jerk. Dark Chocolate Cake and Spices is a new blend from a single village in Oaxaca, and I have it upstairs. I'm just killing off my Dia de Muerto, Dia, whatever, the Day of the Dead coffee, and then I'm going to open that. I'm really excited to try it. Yeah, what is, what is the Dia de Muerto? It's, they're, they're sold out of it. It's so good, though. Well, <laughs> I'm actually drinking place? OAX coffee now, and I purchased... Their mugs and they are so cool. I ordered two, and they're really beautiful. I showed them in a Instagram live where I unboxed some mail, and they're really really cool. I ordered them. Hashtag mug problems. Um, those of you who don't know, I have a huge coffee mug addiction, and I did not need those, but I was very glad to get them. They are very cool. So thank you, OAX Coffee, Ben and Kate. We really enjoyed working with you in 2020 and look forward to drinking more of your coffee in 2021. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that we got you into coffee this year. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I don't drink a ton of coffee. It takes me a long time to get through coffee because I just I just don't drink a whole lot of it. But um, I do enjoy okay. it when I when I do drink it. And I've been drinking it at work uh, almost every day. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you make Oaxacan coffee at work now. Like I think that's just like so extra and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, would totally do my... pour over in my office if that wasn't a weird thing. Uh, I don't think it's that weird. To do pour over in my office? 
maybe that'll be my 2021 thing. I'll start making pour over coffee in the mornings at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are your, well, what are you work going to work on for some personal goals in 2021, Matthew? Uh, so for anyone who doesn't follow me on social media, I am taking a social media sabbatical. Uh, looking back at 2020 and years previous, um, I have, at, at the risk of sounding ungrateful for everyone that I've met along the way on social media, social media has consumed a large portion of my days. I think that uh, we're all a little bit guilty of overindulging in social media just in general. Uh, I mean, I work in social media. Um, I, you know, operated a couple of account, personal accounts, and I operate um, about 25 different social media accounts at my nine to five job. So I was spending anywhere from, you know, like two to four hours a day on my personal social media, just browsing, posting, interacting. Um, and then I was spending, you know, four hours a day on social media for my job. So I was spending 50% of my waking hours on social media. Uh, so I have decided that for uh, a minimum of 90 days, I'm not going to touch social media. Uh, so no TikTok, no Instagram, no Facebook, except for those that directly are directly required by my nine to five job because I have an obligation to maintain their social media. But that's strictly professional and it would be only to post or interact on a local government level. So I don't really consider that social media. And because it's part of my job, I have to do it. So um, I'm just going to try to fill the social media gap in my personal life with uh, reading, writing. Um, Talking on the phone to your friend. Right. Getting better at my craft. Um you know, practicing lettering, um, any time that I would pick up my phone to look at social media, if I need a little break from work or whatever, uh, I have replaced the social media apps on my phone with Kindle and Audible. So I'm going to try to consume more books this year and really sort of focus on some professional development, some personal development, and a reliance on social media less for entertainment as well as, you know, interaction. So for anybody that wants to get in touch with me, um, if you have my phone number, please text me, call me anytime. Um, if you don't have that information, my social media stuff is still live and there's links in my bio for how to get in touch with me through my website. So I'm not going away completely, just not going to interact on social media. So that's my big one for 21. And then some smaller ones. Um, kind of tie into that that I mentioned about professional development. I want to sort of make myself a little more desirable for my uh, current job to may maybe move up a little more in the in the organization that I work for, be seen as an as a as an actual managerial player uh, moving forward, which I think I get overlooked for quite a bit. So I'm hoping that I can maybe move up a little bit this year. Um, and then I want to kind of build a better relationship with food. So cook more, learn some new techniques, try some new recipes, try cooking some things I've never cooked before, stuff like that. That's awesome. How about you? Well, the big thing is I am not leaving social media. <laughs> 
So if anybody needs to get get a hold of us, just hit me up on mine. I'll be there. Um, I manage, as you know, I manage two personal accounts and I manage accounts for work too. So I guess with Twitter, there's Twitter too. So I'm very much involved in social media, but I'm not um, getting rid of that for me. My big things are to try and be more active this year. I have ADHD and so historically it's been really hard for me to find new routines, but I am, I've purchased a hydro and I've used it some this last year. Hydro is like the Peloton, but it's a rower. So it has like the integrated screen and like classes that you can take, but um, it's for rowing. And so I'm going to try to use my hydro more often, a couple, three times a week maybe to start with until it becomes more of a habit. And the reason I want to do that is like not only just to be more healthy, but so that I can hike more with you when we uh, go on road trips. The in between um, our two houses is the Smoky Mountains. And so I'd like to spend some time hiking there if I could with you and ideally be less um, winded when we do when we do it. Um, Just being in Asheville like a couple months ago, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so out of shape. (laughs) So that's something I want to work on. And I think that that will kind of go with my food habits, too, just to try to make more healthy choices. There are definitely, um, like at work, especially when I'm really busy, I'll just eat whatever is around, which ends up being like microwave Velveeta macaroni and stuff. And I just like need to like reassess like how I do that. So that's something personally that I really want to work on. Um, And then like for me professionally, I want to write more. I, at the end of 2020, I wrote an article, like an, like a, I don't know, like an editorial piece, I guess, for Kevin MD, which is one of like the names in medicine, like blogging, I guess. And I really enjoyed writing that piece and I want to write more. And as I've mentioned, I've been journaling throughout this year. So I'm actually talking to a friend of mine, um, another doctor I work with who also writes and is extremely big in the humanities and fountain pens and I kind of want to see about writing a book with him maybe about our experiences like sort of like a non-fiction sort of editorial thing like for no reason other than I just want to write more and then I've been working on my FACP which means the fellow of the American College of Physicians so for people who are in academic medicine, um, there's fellowships in all of their respective colleges. So like the fellows of the American College of Cardiology, et cetera, et cetera. And so an FACP is like a dedication to education and like a clinician educator life. And I'm pretty close. Um, and I'm hoping I can actually finish my FACP and get it by the end of 2021 or early 2022. I think that is a huge goal for me that I will be working on, which just basically amounts to me doing a ton of academic work in the next year. But it is what it is. Like, I like doing it. It makes me happy. It's worth it. And worth, worth, worth the uh, extra work, though. So I think so. I think, I think it'll pay off for you in the long run. And then I can sign my name, Catherine Palmasano, MD, FACP, FAPWH. <laughs> It's so obnoxious. Go ahead and get started on those. (laughs) It's so obnoxious. It's so many letters. Like, why? Because so in 2020, I really expanded my uh, 
clinical base and I spent a lot of time learning how to take care of wounds and become a wound physician as well as an internist. It's, you know, it's an overlap, but that's been something I've been working on. So I want to continue working on that too. It's, it's a cool thing. I really like my job. Um, I'm really happy with what I do, obviously, because I do it every day. So I want to develop more in my job there. And then some sort of personal goals that cross over into the pen world. I want to see drum goals in real life. And I want to see rickshaw bag works. I want to see Mark in real life. (sighs) I hope we can get there. I'd like to. Yeah, that'd be fun. Michael, we're coming for you. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to come pound on the door till he lets us in. Let us in. We need to see the pens. <laughs> Could you imagine? They would just be like, oh, my God, go away, you crazy people. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to go. I think um, at some point when I make the pilgrimage down to Drum Ghouls, I need to, like, order. I need to order a certain pen from him that I really, really want and... And I've just like decided that I want to get it from him for whatever reason. And I think like once the time comes and I order that and he has it in, maybe I'll just make a trip there to pick it up or something. I don't know. Pil- pilgrimage, a pilgrimage to Dromgulls. So you do know you're taking me with you, right? You can't go to Dromgulls without me. Can do. You cannot go without me. I also really. Would love to see our friend Toasty Treat Ariel. She just got a new puppy. I'd like to see her and yeah. You just want to see the puppy. No, I want to see her, but also the puppy. Yeah. Also the puppy. The puppy's really cute. <laughs> yeah. So I need to get I need to get Michael to order me a uh, a uh, Yukari Royale in the Vermilion Arushi. Oh my gosh, and I can't believe you're gonna do it. At some point. I mean, it's very you. That's like such a you pen, I feel like. Yeah. I think once, I think that will be sort of maybe my, I think that's my pen goal for 21. So I guess we can like shift over to that. But my sure. pen goal for 21, so my, my biggest pen goal for 21 is to, so my mom used to say this thing. She would just tell me just to be still. So my, one of my pen goals for 21 is, is just to be still, just to enjoy the pens I have, use them. Um, I mean, I have so many pens and so many pens inked at any one time that none of them get any like real use. And so I have, I write less at work um, than I have in a long time. And so I think just for me, using what I've got, is a big one. Um, there are a couple of pens on my wish list, um, but the the one that's at the very top of my wish list is this Vermilion Arushi uh, Yukari Royale by Namiki. I think uh, that's going to be my pen goal for twenty one is to buy the buy the Yukari Royale and Vermilion Arushi, and that's mm-hmm. like that's like that's it. That's my that's going to be my pen purchase. I think for twenty one. So I'm still on my debt eradication journey, and I'm very very close. Like I'm ridiculously close to being debt free, except for my house and car. So, like within a couple thousand dollars. I know, That's Bravo. awesome. So <laughs> I think by by summer I should be totally debt free, except for house and car. Uh, and then my That's goal great. is to pay off my car in like a couple of years if I can, uh, just to get rid of that debt. And then, you know, I don't know. See see what you know. See what else I can do um, with that extra cash each month. 
That's great. Invested or pay, pay it towards my house principal, something like that. So, so yeah, so my, my pin goal for 21 is Mm -hmm. to just be, but I do have one pin that I really want and that's that one. So. And it will come with it a trip to drama goals. Yes. (laughs) How about you? It's similar. I wrote for my pen goal is to slow down. And I really did focus a lot this year on limited edition sailors and then rare Urushi pens. And I want to stick with that, especially the rare Nakayas and Urushi pens. I'm really going to try to remain focused and not be distracted by every single limited sailor that comes across. I did try to really pick and choose this year and really stay focused and not be distracted and buy every single pen that came across, but I'm really going to try to continue to remain focused and even maybe more selective with my sailor buying to leave more space to collect the really rare Rushi pens. And for me, I really want more custom pieces, and I think that I want to use my money more in investing in custom Urushi. So we have our pens from Bocamundo that we sent back in, like, August. The ones that were lost forever, like, trying to get to Japan. (laughs) They were, like, lost in the United States for, like, over a month. Those are coming to us soon, so I think that will scratch some of an itch for me. I'm really excited to get those, actually. Um, but I, I think I'm going to send a Russ pen that I had made to DeWalker or District Urushi, and that'll be my first pen from him, and I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, had Russ make me a black ebonite pen, and it's so pretty. He, like, didn't fully polish it, so it's, like, kind of unpolished, and I kind of just love it like it is, but DeWalker is going to do something magical, I'm sure, with it, and I really just want to focus on those things that really get me excited. So when I look in my pen case right now, I have it in front of me. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of my 10 pens are Rushi. So that just seems to be what makes me the most happy. And so I'm really going to try and focus on that the most and just really loving what I already have and, and, and enjoying those really unique pieces I've been able to accumulate over time. And I'm in the same boat as you. My big pen goal, I'm sure like there's going to be rare Nakai's that come across my path that I'm going to pick up. For me especially, it's a lot of these like retired finishes that you can't get anymore, like the Toki Eero, the pink one, and the blues. You know, if those come across my, um, what do you call it? If they come across my line of sight, like I'll probably pick them up. But for me, I really want to get the Namiki Yukari Shooting Star. That's a big one. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I really love it. So when you feel like you're going to order your Vermilion, I will also order my Shooting Star, and maybe we can pilgrimage to Drop Ghouls together. Yeah, I'm sure Michael would love for us to come and see him and buy those. Hey, if you're listening, Michael, just so you know, sometime this year we will be ordering those things from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm going to try and make a habit of being better about planning. So, like, listening to you talk about your Hobo Nietzsche, you're so much better at it than I am. Yeah, I mean, the Hobo Nietzsche just really helps me to stay organized. It, it, it's it's good for me. So I know mm-hmm. it doesn't work for everyone. Um, I think the biggest downside to it for many people is the 
the one page per day limitation because a lot of people take you know four or five pages of notes a day. It, it's rare for me to even take one page of notes a day, and just really depends on what I'm working on. So, mm-hmm. I think this year it's been a real struggle for me to figure out how to keep track and organize my life. And for our work, we switched over to the Google suite. So our calendar is all like through the Google calendar and then everything has been virtual. So all of my events have been tied to those events. So it'll like ping my phone and be like, you have a meeting in five minutes. And then I just like click through to the link and go to the meeting, you know? So from a like, keeping track of where I need to be and when, I think that will remain digital for me. I think I'm going to continue to use a combination of my Google calendar and just my like Apple, like I calendar for my events. But I think what I'm going to try and do is I have the Hobonichi A6 and I did barely used it this year. I feel really bad about it. Um, but for 2021, I have one. And what I think I'm going to try and do is use like my planning to be di- uh, di- digital or virtual, but I think I'm going to use the Hobonichi as like a tracker. Like I did this. So like, I know mm. what's coming up virtually digitally, and then I did it. I'm going to write it down in the, in yeah. the planner. And then I can like track it and maybe I'll start writing like, this is what I did today. These are the things I need to get done and maybe like keep my lists in there. For the end of 2020, I started getting treatment again for my ADHD. I used to be medicated like many, many moons ago, and I'm doing that again. So I'm wondering if I may be able to make better use of lists this year. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Remains to be seen. But I do want to use the Hobonichi better because I miss stuff. Like I, I get distracted and like forget what I was doing or like forget what I even did that day. So yeah, I kind of the same way. Like I jot stuff down and then I don't even remember what I wrote down like even a couple days later. So yeah, um, I just want to be a little bit less of a chaos, like a constant chaos. Yeah. <laughs> My goals are very minimal, like kind of be a little more active and like be less of a complete like Tasmanian devil about my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, good goals. Good goals. You know, mild. They're they're totally achievable goals, right? Like, I'll just you be less them. of a train wreck. Thank you. I appreciate that. <sighs> I yeah. feel like pretty good with my house. Like, I have a couple pieces of furniture left. I'm working on purchasing from my friend who owns a mid century store here in town. But, like, I feel like I'm I'm settled. Like, I've got what I need. I feel good. So I just want to, like you you were saying, just be still. Yeah. Appreciate what I have. Yep. Continue podcasting with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to keep the podcast going. Looking forward to that in 21 and um, having some more people on. We bought an extra microphone. So for anybody that um, we are going to interview, if they don't have access to a microphone, we're going to be shipping a microphone around to make sure that people are able to record in good quality and not feel a burden of having to get equipment or source equipment. So that was kind of cool. The traveling microphone. The traveling <laughs> microphone. Yeah, we're going to send it off. And then anybody that we send it to, maybe there'll be some little goodies in the box. So We should put stickers on it too. We should. We have Bent Tines stuff. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be, you know, a good time. It's always a good year if you have friends that you can have 
as part of your life, whether it's in person or virtually. And I feel really thankful to have you and have our community that will continue to make it fun for us and make it an enjoyable experience, you know? Absolutely. So awesome. Well, you want to wrap this one up? Yeah. Our first episode of 21 done. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening yeah. to us. You want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, I was going to say, if they want to find you, heymatthew.com. They can find me, heymatthew.com. <laughs> or text you. Or text me. <laughs> you can find me online at InkyCatWrites on Instagram or InkyCatWrites.com. Are you going to be posting YouTube videos this year? Yeah, I'll probably be going to try to record some YouTube videos, um, re- record some content. So, yeah. What is that? YouTube.com? Slash, I don't know, Matthew Morse or something. I'll figure it out. Put a link in the description. We'll put a link in the description. Okay. And you can find us online at benttines.com. Again, uh, check out OAX Coffee and use the code benttines15 for 15% off of your order. You can also probably find us on Instagram Live if you're ever here in town. We did that together. That was fun. And we may be doing some more Hoosier Pen Clubs together virtually. So check that out. Um, But thanks for hanging out with us. And I hope you guys are having a great January. Yeah. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Bye.